Welcome to Exiles, a Gospel of Mark podcast. We're coming to you from Grace Church in Erie, Pennsylvania, where we're taking what we learn about ancient truths and the person of Jesus into our everyday life. You can check out whoisgrace.com forward slash Mark for the sermon and the other resources that we're using for this conversation. Thanks for joining us today. My name's Danielle, and I'm the host uh, per usual, and uh, we're going to go around and introduce ourselves again. And today's question, you guys, is listen carefully. I will repeat it if I have to. We didn't prep this. this no, time. we did not prep this. No, yeah, we didn't actually. Lose yeah. lose three of these for a month. Mm. Oh. Wallet, car keys, house keys, phone. Lose three of the four? Keep one. Keep one for a month, lose the other three. Can you repeat? Sure. Wallet, car keys, house keys, phone. Okay. You can be clever about it. It's totally good. I will be filler because I thought about it for a second. Hey, go ahead. Um, I would keep my phone. I'm not going to tell you why because <laughs> I don't want to help you, but go ahead. Does oh. anybody have one? Wow. This feels like an escape room. Because your phone it can like unlock the house. You've got yeah. a smart can do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why. Sarah McCosco. Hello. Hello. Phone. Keep your phone. I would keep my phone. Why? Because it can do it literally can open my garage door so let's step it back let's pretend if you let's say it this way you lose your wallet you have no way to pay i can no you have no way to pay (laughs) you either let's take it back you're either not paying for stuff (laughs) you literally can't get into or use your car you literally 1992 exactly (laughs) let's take it back to doogie hauser you literally cannot get in your house so you don't have shelter you don't have transportation you don't have money you don't have your phone take it that way that's different. Is that better? I lose That's my more phone. challenging. Can my phone can do everything. Yeah, phone's phone's getting tossed. Can out my the wife let me in you my house? Pick two other ones. You're only keeping one. So a lim- oh. So I'm oh, not oh, doing oh, phone oh, now. Oh, Guardy oh, Lou on see. the phone. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so phone's Oops. out. Like we can't. Then we got to pretend like phones don't exist. No, you have phones. House key oh. all day. House key Just all pretend day. Pretend your your phone can't do all the things. My name's Stephen. Thank you. Pretend like your phone can't do all the things. Thank you, Stephen. Why house key all day? Well, at least I have shelter. I mean, everything else True. is temporary, right? Yeah. I don't True. necessarily need a car. I don't need you to drive anywhere. House. I don't need to interact with people. No. Can my no. wife let me in my house? No. Hmm. You can still get in your house without your house No. Key. House key all day. Guys, it's, it's an exercise. It's a suspension <laughs> of disbelief. I thought, yeah, you can do this. If I phoned and do all my things, then I would want my wallet. Okay. Yeah. For a month. I yeah, can't deal with month. the stress of losing my ID and my credit cards. Oh, and all it's that a lot. Stuff. I it's can't. a lot. Mm-hmm. It takes uh, forever to get stuff. No. Then I'd rather. Oh. My name is Mike. I'm one of the pastors here, Grace. <laughs> we just jumped right into the. Uh, uh, and I would keep my house keys, yeah, because I need shelter. And I guess I can get everything I need at home. I'm just not going anywhere. Okay. So. Great. That's an option. Yeah. I get them back at the end? Oh, sure. You can have them back. Oh, then yeah. House keys. I'm Are you them. still with yeah. your phone, then, Danielle? Um, no. Somebody keeping somebody stealing my identity <laughs> while at my wallet. <laughs> we should have just done. Would you rather walk into a room with spiders, scorpions, or snakes? Uh, we'll do that next time. We'll do that. <laughs> Sorry. Danielle's just. I'm just picturing her couch surfing like on Facebook and like Instagram. Well, I can't, just on I'm not in my house. People's. At someone else's house. Yeah. You're just couch surfing oh, random people's houses. House. I'm like, oh, I got my Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> no, I said phone originally because I was like, you can, some people can drive a car with a phone. Yeah, like, sure you, can. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, and you can pay and, you know, mm-hmm. all the things. But if you take that out of it, then the why? phone suddenly becomes very not useful Boring. to me. And only an annoyance. <laughs> oh, other than Marco Polo. Shout out. Um, <laughs> all right. So speaking of Marco Polo, not really. Um, oh, so Pastor Sarah is preaching this this week mm-hmm. and um, she gives us the big idea that um, disciples tell his story. So this is from Mark 3, what is it? 7 to 19. So yeah, so this is, again, this is part of that arc it, of the story that we're talking about where Jesus is bringing the kingdom out uh, for the people to see and putting things on display and showing us what the new kingdom is going to be about. And this is a big interaction, with the big group of people and some not people, uh, <laughs> demons and things like oh, that. Different. So yeah, thoughts, just uh, 
just thoughts just in general, just overarching thoughts about the passage or anything that you tracked with at the beginning there before we get into the points. If I were Jesus, I would have wanted to break. Oh, yeah. I think that was my initial thought. Yeah. Hearing that. That's a like, good point. Oh, I'm tired. Yeah. I'm tired. Come on in, guys. Let's do All this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I loved how she said, like, he... Uh, did the strategic thing about getting in the boat. In the boat. I'm like, yes. Create a buffer. That's how I know a you boundary. know me. Like you got in that thing. Like, yeah, it's like best. a water boundary. Oh, so smart. You know what I always think about though? Like when, like all these crowds and so big to the point where he needs to be in a boat on the water. <laughs> Uh-oh. I you said th- you sing about this, right? No, think about it. Oh, I thought you said you sing about it. I'm having deja vu. Bust it into a tune. No. I'm having deja vu. Because oh, that would be surprising. <laughs> yeah, that would not be a far reach. I always think, because the, the crowds were so big, and they didn't have just like microphones sitting around. Right. Do you think like everyone could hear? Supernatural amplification. Do you think yeah, that's like, like what was happening? Like a Dumbledore move where he puts the wand on his neck yeah, or I mean, whatever? If we want to be I like, I, that I mean, let's just get real <laughs> yes, practical. But I like, I always think about that. I didn't either. We've been around. We've it's fine. <laughs> Nobody needs to. It's fine. <laughs> but like, did he have to talk like super loud? No, do I, you, I, I mean, I mean, this is like a legit I've thought. No, I've thought of that about too. This? Like, was everyone hearing him? Could everyone hear He's and now he's in a boat. <laughs> How far is he? I've off always shore. I, I've imagined him like talking at like a slightly higher, but not yelling, and then everybody just like pressing in to try to get every word. And everyone's oh. like, and, like not everybody getting the hearing, quiet. but they're all like shoving so, to get in. But there's like all these like nature noises and water. Oh no, it was and quiet. People. Do you think it was, it was like, like? So what's really interesting, and I don't even know if this is what happened, but in the chosen. When oh. Jesus preaches the Sermon on the Mount, uh-huh. he takes his 12 disciples and he scatters them around the crowd. Yes, he does. And it's essentially oh. like telephone. Oh, cool. So he says that's something cool and they repeat what he said. I don't know if that's what happened, but... Guys, I have not watched The Chosen yet. You should. It's good. Sorry. I need to just... I at least need to experience it just because of the... Yeah. I think you, you have to... You need to know your Bible to watch right. the show. And are you saying that yeah. toward me or just in general? <laughs> and it brings I think an imagination sure. to it. It brings an imagination mm. to these like thoughts like this. But like even as a pastor, I like I find my mind going back to the chosen, having watched it now, and then I'm like, oh, but that no, 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 no. Oh yeah, what was we actually, don't know if that was actually yeah, true, right? Like I don't know if Simon Peter was actually yeah. you know going to betray one of his friends, and he was majorly in debt, and oh, okay. Jesus cleared that debt. And then he didn't have to do it. Yeah, yeah. they show. They even show Peter like having like disagreements with his wife at home, oh, and like yeah. stuff like that. And oh, you're that like, they're trying to make it real. Yeah, yeah. like they're trying to I make mean, it like these people lived lives. It's kind of yeah. Well, like, was his wife actually pregnant, and did she lose? Baby? Like, we don't know any of that stuff. But like, so. where did oh, it wow, come spoiler from? Alert. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, oh, guys. Wow, <laughs> Maybe I won't watch the chosen. <laughs> we can just tell you all about it now. That's fine. Um. So about Sarah's yeah. sermon, yeah, yeah, this is gonna be one of those one of those episodes. Um, the, you mean every episode? <laughs> every single episode. Everyone in the car right now is like, "Yeah, Mike, one of those." Episodes. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> um, I liked how she uh, she talking about story, right? And that's you know telling God's story, and she brought it all the way up. So we've been talking about Mark, and every every little chunk of Mark that we go through, you know. Mm-hmm. We're talking through individual passages, mm. and we're chunking it up into series, and the series all flow out of a book, and like, got it, there's an even grander narrative mm. everything falls within, and Sarah brought it all the way to the tippy top with creation, and Genesis 1 and 2, and Abraham, yes. and the nation of Israel, that. and I don't know, she gave us a really 30,000-foot mm-hmm. view of where this story lands in the greater meta-narrative, and I think, I think that was... It's just a cool perspective to mm-hmm. just remind ourselves of periodically. Back up again. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. Um, so she, yeah, she, to that point, Mike, she, after her big idea, she talked about, again, disciples, or big ideas that disciples tell his story. So she was saying that because of the, of Jesus shutting down the demons um, and like why that may have been, mm-hmm. um, which was kind of a cool, that was a cool perspective. Um, but she talks about, uh, this discipleship is composed of creating, calling, and sending. 
Um, Mm -hmm. And then she kind of goes into the job description, job description of a disciple. Um, She broke that into two parts. Let's talk about each one. One is to be with him. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought she had a really practical thing that we could bring up again. The idea of like setting your alarm just to remember that God's with you. Oh, yeah. I thought that was kind of like a very simple but very potentially impactful thing. But thoughts about that? How are you with how are you with that? I mean, probably everybody knows at this point. <laughs> Steven's sure. the best at it. Sure, sure enough, I'm, I'm great at it. Yes, I'm, that's that's my strongest asset. Yes, is being. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I mean that's naturally my hardest is to be. Yeah. But I'm I'm constantly reminded and encouraged. I appreciate going back to the creation narrative. Yeah. Because when God made the world, He put Adam and Eve in a garden. And then he dwelt with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's this reality in a state it. of perfection. Yeah, there yeah. was work to do, but the the emphasis was that God dwelt with, God walked with, mm-hmm. God was with. Yeah. Um, and so we can never lose sight of that in, you know, pursuit of like if you volunteer to mm-hmm. volunteer at a church, you know, you can't lose sight of that in pursuit of your Christian evangelical checklist that you have in order to feel. That was a big mouthful, but in order to feel um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. spiritual or mature. When I think of being with him, I think for me, it's just the the spiritual disciplines and the rhythms of Jesus. So it's, and I've talked about here, my own like personal renaissance this last year of silence and solitude and Sabbath and putting on the rhythms of Jesus as Jesus took time to be with his father, Mm -hmm. doing the same thing, taking time every day when nothing else is stirring in the house for silence and I'm alone with God's except word. Except a mouse? Except a mouse. Nothing is stirring except oh for a boy, mouse. Oh, boy, please. Not the Christmas. Um, yeah, it's coming. <laughs> it is coming. <laughs> yes, that was me knocking my mic over with anxiety. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but I just, when I think of being with him, I think it's those spiritual disciplines, those personal rhythms that allow us mm-hmm. to not just, I don't know, just go to church and read our Bible, but to actually do those things with him and have that relational aspect. Um, that's what, that's what comes to mind first when I talk about that stuff. It's mm-hmm. good. It is so quick. We were having a prayer thing for, we do like a staff prayer thing once a month and went today and just a theme of, forgetting, I guess, like forgetting that God's with you, forgetting what God Mm -hmm. did for you, forgetting the story that you're in, forgetting all the things and how just really important it is to build up those Mm -hmm. kind of habits so that you can remember, like really like build little altars and remember like what God's done and who he is and that he's there. Um, Other thoughts about that? Okay. I know you guys are holding out for the the good one. Um, (laughs) So, okay. Are we going to like leave the controversial stuff to the end now? Yeah. Pre- okay. Well, yeah. Oh. I mean, I wasn't, I, it's just the way her thing went. So I, her thing. Her thing. Her sermon. Her sermon. It's all, but we know what you meant. Okay. We know what you meant. All right. So <laughs> disciples job description. Number one, to be with him. Mm-hmm. Very important. Number two, to be sent. Um, this had two parts. So, um, well, a couple parts, but. Go. She goes into, well, we can just talk about this in general. Any thoughts and then I'll pick up. What, to go? To be sent, yeah, to go. It's scary. It, it is, is scary. My mom texted me this week and it has a point. <laughs> As a, okay. <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> this October 23rd officially marked 15 years of Stephen being sent to the States. Oh my God. So oh my God. The, when? Uh, October twenty third. Okay. Yeah, oh, so at the beginning of the week, she oh. texted me, and wow. it was like this bittersweet post. She said that she was proud of me. And did you cry a little? Like, no, I did oh. not. But I'm sure she was crying for me too. She probably was. Did you feel yeah. a little emotional though. Like, I mean, my heart fluttered for sure. Yeah, fluttered. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm not that numb. <laughs> I'm not an emotional robot. <laughs> but yeah, fi- fifteen numb. years of being sent. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. That's so that cool. cool. Now you're here. That's like so long. You're like unsent now. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're like sent. You know what I mean? Uh, next, next challenge. Best. Next <laughs> challenge. <laughs> yeah, you're so sent. You're well, unsent. You were so sent, and then you were sent again. Yeah. You kind of yeah. You've been sent in the sending and yeah, over to, and over and over again. Yeah, to Wilson, New York, to Wilson, and then to yeah. Erie. Yeah, that's 
Yeah. That's cool. Cool marker. I think the uh, uh, the scent, being with and being sent, cannot be divorced from each other. Yeah, you get in trouble. They have to. We can't just be with Jesus and then not be sent, because I don't think that's that's not the faith that Jesus demonstrates. Uh, but we can't be sent unless we're actually with Him. Otherwise, mm. that can get off the, ra- the the railroad tracks real easy. And so the being with has to go with the being sent. And I think that's. I think that's actually like a like a a pain point in the American church right now. Mm-hmm. Just from my own experience, what I've seen is we're really comfortable to like pray a prayer and check off our checklist, but then this idea of being sent in our neighborhoods, our workplaces, yeah. our families, our that's hard. And I don't think we're super good at that. Mm. I think another point to be made too is just because I thought about this when S- Stephen made his point about coming from S- S- <laughs> Scotland. <laughs> I came from Scotland. What just happened? Did you guys know. see that? This is, this I, is like, an episode. I was like, say the word. I was like, I, was, this, this. <laughs> I like glitched. Oh my gosh. You're like one of those politicians that's doing those glitches. <laughs> so we're so actually weird. not going to talk about demonic possession. We're going to talk about conspiracy Jeez, theories today. Okay, all right, great. Uh, anyway, right. they're connected. <laughs> <laughs> from Scotland. This. Thank you. you. Yeah. Um, my thought goes to... I think sometimes we think to go, we have to like do these like big, like to go movements, yeah. like Stephen moving from Scotland to the United States. That's huge. Well, I think sometimes we need to realize like sometimes the to go could literally be across the street mm. or like down the yeah, road. All like don't feel like it has to be this like big monumental. And I think sometimes we get in our heads thinking we have to do this big scene thing for it to actually count or for it to for it to be monumental when that's not it's just not true why, your to go might be local why do you think that is just out of curiosity i, I love like trying to take inventory of that because yeah. i agree with you i think that i think people think that it's not important if it, it isn't a big thing and i think that's unfortunate we but all do it why because of recognition maybe i think it's been put on like the missionaries going out yeah and, like, um, i think that's been put on such a pedestal or, or you're a pastor now so mm. wow, that's your vocational ministry, and it's putting that on a pedestal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to a to an unhealthy degree, has implicitly devalued living out and being sent in your context mm-hmm. of where you're at. I mean, Jesus even said, or not Jesus, Paul said, you know, those who are where you know don't if you're a slave, don't seek to be free. If you're free, don't seek to become a slave. Be stay where you were in your yeah. context, mm-hmm. but bring the gospel with you into yeah. that. And I think it's. That's been, that's kind of missing. Yeah, and I think if we're being honest, we're saying if you put something like that so far up on a pedestal, mm-hmm. what you're also creating for yourself is an excuse. Oh, Ooh. do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I'm not going to do that, okay, girl. Then like if it's not going to yeah, be, if it's no. not going to, it's not going to be that. It's not going to be anything. So I can't. Mm. So I can't. So that's good. I, I think money, money well to that person. And if they don't see like this major change or like some that, oh, then and, yeah. yeah, and they think okay, well then it it wasn't that big of a deal then, or it didn't make a big enough impact. It's just not true. Yeah, so there's definitely a, a, a cultural influence, right? Because mm-hmm. we live in this oh, fast-paced yes. culture. But I, I think, too, that the, the church holds a responsibility to steward it well, too. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think we can say from the pulpit that... Mm. Do people still use that word, pulpit? I mean, I don't hear you all do. the time, yeah, but I, I think just it's did. there. Um, <laughs> but what people you say, say stage? <laughs> from the stage? Yeah, maybe. Front? And yeah. that might be exactly to my point. Anyway, yeah, um, I think I think people. It's easy for pastors to say you're sent, but then you know, at times we're a church that celebrates the, or pursues pursues and or celebrates mm-hmm. the big accomplishments. Sure. And so we chase after these yeah. big moments at church, and so sublimin sublimin. Oh, oh wow! Subliminally, not the subliminally. Yeah, you said it. <laughs> You got it. Sublime. I feel like it's, it's every episode, right? It's um, I have a challenge of some sort. Yeah. Um, but I think we really should have auditioned for this. <laughs> <laughs> I think we did. That's the problem. Well, we didn't. <laughs> we did it. That's right. Uh, but I think <laughs> may, maybe without even knowing it or unintentionally, we're creating a culture of celebrating the really cool things. Mm. Because, yeah, momentous Because successes. we want to do cool sure. things for God, sure. right? Yes. And so there's that, like you walk into the Vatican City and it's beautiful and it's mm-hmm. ornate. And so there's been this rich history of like doing yeah. amazing things for God. Mm-hmm. 
But do we need to guard ourselves yeah. Yeah, simultaneously because we're actually telling people that the less or the ordinary stuff is less important? Yeah, that's interesting. So therefore, I won't go to my neighbor. Yeah. Maybe that's a big leap. No, no it's a good it's thought. Not. It's a great thought. It's you can, not. You can say it from the pulpit or the stage, but if you're still celebrating the big things, you're implying that's right. the difference in value. Yeah. So I need to bring somebody to the cool thing at church mm-hmm. before I go to their house and take them dinner or yeah, hang yeah. out, you know, or yeah. chill with a drink on the patio mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. So the f- uh, it's almost like the order is flipped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I want to talk about John 17, the in the world and not of it verse. Because I think a lot, well, people will hear it in the sermon, but I feel like whenever we come across something like this where it's like, oh my gosh, a bunch of people misunderstand a scripture. Let's like take a minute. Oh. So this is, um, yeah, John 17, 14 to 18. Someone wants to read it other than me. You can, but does anyone want to summarize it? The misinterpretation or do I need, do I need to do it? I mean, the, the common, the, the common misconception yeah, the, the church yeah. in the nineties, at least because that's my upbringing. Maybe yeah. it was yeah, before no, that, yeah. but the church in the nineties would say that you're, you're in the world, you're not off the world. And so there's this you know, reality that we're foreigners or we're sojourners in this world. And so, yes, we live in this world, but, but we we're not actually part of it. And there's a sense in which that's true, but I, yeah, I absolutely. think what that's created is this separate separatism mm-hmm. that I don't even think Jesus intended mm-hmm. because it says in Ephesians too, right? That he, even though he was God, mm-hmm. he didn't account equality with God a thing to be grasped and he humbled himself. He stripped himself mm-hmm. of all his majesty and glory mm-hmm. um, and came to this earth and was born in a stable for yeah. goodness sake. Yeah. Um, and so he was, he was sent into the world. Yeah. And I think that's, that's what Sarah highlights. Yeah. It's good. Uh, any th- additional thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I think that's been a. I think that's one of the. Uh, and we're talking about kind of being sent. That's that's one of the things I think we've clung to as an excuse mm. not to be sent because we're supposed to actually button ourselves up and, yeah. and hold out and just you know run out the clock till Jesus comes back or we die. And uh, but instead, you hear Paul saying to the Jews, "I became a Jew." To the Gentiles, "I became a Gent." I became all things to all people so that I could bring the gospel to them. And so there's a. We are different. We are sojourners. We're, we're called that. But at the same time, we're not meant to just create a little community off to ourselves and yeah. start waiting for trumpets and stars, mm-hmm. counting and all that good stuff. Like we're actually supposed to go out into the world and affect yeah. it with the gospel. And that takes being uncomfortable. That takes Very. stepping out <laughs> and, uh, you know, being, I don't know, the opinion that isn't uh, well liked or perceived, yeah. but doing it in a way that honors and glorifies God because that's what we're called to be sent into the world, not to just... Yeah, even though we're sojourners, we're not we're not called to rest in that reality. Yeah. Mm. And I think that type of framework, at least growing up in the church, we were encouraged to rest in that reality at times mm-hmm. rather than doing the hard and awkward and mm-hmm. even, dare I say, dirty work of figuring it out. Like, what does it look like to actually live in the mess I think it's actually easier to fall into temptation when we say we're in the world and we're not of the world. Mm-hmm. Because we say then the world the world just dirties us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a sense in which this. we need yeah. to be accountable mm-hmm. and need to be aware of the dangers and the pressures, you know, of the world and addiction and all of those sorts of things. But when when we consider ourselves simply just sojourners, I think it's easier to go it's it's easier not to think about what does it actually look like to live in the world? Mm-hmm. So when we're actually faced with like that, because inevitably we're going to be faced with that, we haven't done any work to prepare ourselves for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so maybe that's why <laughs> the temptation feels greater. Yeah. Because we haven't had that conversation of what does it look like to walk into a bar rather than walk by the bar. Like yep. Jesus walked into the bar, you know? Yeah, totally. 100%. Um, totally. So anyway. That's good. Thoughts. That's good. Um, so uh, this uh, <clears throat> being sent has two parts. Uh, one part is to tell his story, which we started to talk about. Sarah, Sarah basically demonstrated that um, in her sermon, the way she structured it. Um, and we'll come back to that. But also the second thing is the authority to cast out demons. Um, yeah, so that's all. 
Oh. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. We don't have time to go into that. <laughs> no. So, yeah, just let's... Uh, here, here's the first thing I'm going to say as we... as we. No, no, I'm not. You guys go. Oh. But I want to know what you guys So, I was going to say, so today's, again, back to the staff prayer thing. Um, uh, Pastor Derek specifically wanted to use that because he felt like there have been very many, like, attacks lately just on... Um, our staff, people in the church, and he doesn't normally like ring that bell very hard um, publicly. So when he does, I tend to pay attention. Um, so because of just stuff going on, like we're trying to make pivots and plan things for the future of the church. Um, we have like a bunch of like 50 or 60 women going to this like conference thing that is not oh. like, it's just like this whole separate thing that's just happening at the church. There's like, discord around there's like all kinds of things happening um anxiety depression all the things so we spent some time talking about spiritual warfare and so this is like super timely today is like spiritual warfare day for me this whole week has been actually but um yeah happy to talk about it but just to give you guys like who are listening like if you want to be praying for the staff the church you should probably be praying for yourself as well oh. <laughs> you're associated with us um yeah because it's just yep. it's crazy out in these spiritual streets right now yeah i think i think from a, as a as a broad brushstroke i think it's just really important to acknowledge that when the kingdom of god comes there's an opposition that exists yeah right Sure. Uh, and Naturally. I, we, we cannot be naive enough to think that if we're doing god's work that things are going to be smooth, plain sailing, and there's not going to be any in interruptions mm -hmm. along the way. And I, I actually, you know, I, I thought pointing out that <laughs> as Jesus was proclaiming the kingdom of God, the first people right. to call him the son of God were people who were demonically possessed. Mm -hmm. um, but I think simultaneously as well, we walk with caution. Yes, we walk with an acknowledgement but we also walk in the power of Jesus. Right, absolutely. Uh, and I think that that has to be something that, that we address. Mm -hmm. um, I have many stories. Um, I don't know if we want to get into them, but okay. I have many strange stories. Um, and, and I just remember before those types of weird interactions, mm -hmm. it, it, there almost had to be a centering. Tell, like, tell one. Like where I had to... Acknowledge, okay, I'm about to walk into this. Yeah. But Jesus, you're greater. Yeah. Jesus, you're greater. Good. And I didn't even, um, and I think this this could be a controversial topic as well. But in those types of situations, I wasn't even, uh, I wasn't the one holding authority. I was always petitioning my Savior. Okay, yeah. Um, and I think we see scriptural evidence for that mm -hmm, as well. And, mm -hmm. it, you know, if you get into theology, there's always a bunch of debates and thoughts and questions on that. But even the fact of me going, I rebuke you in Jesus' name, mm. I don't even go that far, which I'm yeah. not saying I don't want to get You're into fine. semantics, but it's I okay. would even say, Jesus, I'm asking you to rebuke yeah. in your power. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and it, it might not be a big deal, but at no, the end of the day, I'm not going to gamble because no, right, the, right. the spiritual and forces the, are real. One of the points that Derek made this morning was, and I, I, it just hit me, he was talking about the armor, you know, full, put on your full armor, blah, blah, blah. At the end of that, what does he say to do next? He doesn't say, like, charge forward and take care of everything. What's the word he says? He says, stand. Stand firm, yeah. And so, yeah. Like, that's it. Like, you're just, of course, you're calling on Jesus and whatever, but like, you're not doing it. Mm -hmm. You're not yeah. doing anything. Oh, yeah. I, thank you for bringing I never thought of it that way. You just stand. And I was, mm. well, he was saying it, and I was like, I had this like mental picture. I've had it ever since I like went to the hospital of this like do all these dominoes. Oh. And like, they just keep going like this. Whoa, whoa. It's like this way. Nope, this way. This way. Nope, you're fine. Nope, I got oh. you. You're fine. And like, that's just like, pop back mm. into my head again just of like the this idea of yeah anyway go ahead sorry yeah. so i like wonder like when the when the disciples went out you know jesus told them to go out two by two during the course of his ministry all they had was jesus's teaching right yeah so they were literally petitioning the power of jesus they weren't necessarily speaking even they weren't even speaking their own words because all they had was this like yeah. new narrative Good from point. this from this rabbi this messiah and so you know obviously we have these 
which I would call false teachers, but mm -hmm. these, you know, these healers who are claiming to heal people. Mm -hmm. And I think for the most part, it's a money grab um, and it's and it's really sketchy. Mm -hmm. But you see these people claiming to have the authority to rebuke demonic spirits. Mm -hmm. And I just see I see it being way healthier for the people when they come in contact with mm -hmm. it to just go, Jesus, I, I trust that you've got this. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually going to petition you, even if it's happening right in front of me, I'm going mm -hmm. to Jesus. Yeah, that's Because Jesus has got me. Yeah. Um, so anyway, th that's those good. are my thoughts. That's great. Yeah, lots lots of many stories. I want to hear them all. The uh, <laughs> Yeah, the reality of spiritual warfare has become far more apparent to me in the last couple years. Like, I knew of it, got it, and it's a thing. But the last couple years since I stepped into ministry has been, and I'm blessed with a wife who's far more keyed into it than oh, I she's am. Very she's far more sensitive yeah. um, mm -hmm. in a good way. And mm -hmm. it's, it's to the point now where if I'm, preaching or if there's baptisms we now go like the week before like okay buckle up yeah. like it's going to be a long week we're going to get we're going to be getting yeah. at each other's throats things are going to go wrong mm -hmm. like we need to be prepared because those are those are kingdom moments um we just i just got back on monday from an eight-day uh vision trip with myself and a couple of our staff members to japan um so i have no idea what time zone my body's in right now but <laughs> truth it was we got to meet up with Brian Lusky. He used to be a pastor on staff here and is now leading kind of our, our denominational efforts, uh, converge uh, missionary efforts in Japan. And he took us all around Tokyo and some other parts of Japan. And But while there, him and his other missionaries made it a point to bring us to, um, they, they've got a lot of Buddhist, mm -hmm. Shinto, uh, even Confucian uh, faith background in, mm -hmm. in the culture and in the country. Sure. And so we, we visited a handful of, of popular shrines, and it was... It was just, it was fascinating to watch people, we read about idolatry, and yeah. like, we read, you know, just sticks and stones, and but to watch it happen in front of yeah. your eyes was just fascinating. Like, yeah. it, that is still a thing today, and we actually walked up to one of the shrines, uh, and Aaron Masenko, who's on staff with us, was with us, um, and she just immediately turned and said, I have this really just ucky feeling right now yeah. like that's what she yeah. said like i just the hair standing up in the back of my neck and so we stopped and we prayed right there mm. and it was ironically nobody probably knew what we were doing because there's very little christianity in japan but like yeah i don't know we, we prayed but wow. one one of the things the missionaries said was yes there's a shrine here and there's a lot of worship and whether it's demonic influence behind what they're worshiping or they're just you know what this is an enemy territory this oh. is this is god's creation mm. This is God's ground, mm -hmm. and he will surely get it back, have no doubt. Mm -hmm. It's just temporarily occupied by whatever right. these forces are. And yeah. that was a cool perspective to that is. then walk into those shrines and be like, no, 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 this is God's ground, mm -hmm. and he's going to have every inch of it one day, and we're going to do everything we can yeah. in our small way to help him hmm. have dominion over it. That's good. You guys, mm -hmm. I'm just like Oliver. Oh, you're. You know, it's just, you know, it's one of my. It's one of my podcasts where my head is like. Oh, that's you know, okay. It's like spinning. That's fine. Isn't but that I, everyone? Ugh, I don't know. I don't know anymore. Oh. And honestly, I think um, just from my first thought in the front of my head here is, I think as Christians, I think it's very easy for us to forget about the other side of it. I think we don't want to think about it. I think we don't want to be engaged in it. I think we want to believe that you know, it can't happen to us or, and Satan is so real and like all of his followers are so real. And I just, it's, I think your relationship with Jesus can be a lot stronger if you actually acknowledge it and, hmm. and realize that why is it so hard to believe that, 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 that Jesus is real, but the other part isn't. Mm -hmm. mm, interesting. Mm -hmm. And I also think as well, it's so healthy for us to acknowledge that we are created beings, yeah. right? We're human beings. And so if you're looking at it from an order of things, we've mm -hmm. got God, then we've got angels, mm -hmm. then we have humans, mm -hmm. and then we have lower creation. So the yeah. animals and those sorts of things that we have dominion over. And, and if what we believe is true, that Satan is a fallen angel, yeah. then there's a sense in which... <laughs> he operates with a lot of power. So oh, there, yeah. there cannot yeah. be a flippancy yep. that we 
that mm-hmm. we view him with. Right. Um, and then that's why, so that's why I always say like, let's just bypass. Let's not go directly uh-huh. to him. Right. Let's, let's bypass yeah, and just good. petition the God of the universe yeah. um, who has mm-hmm. given us authority to go to him. We mm-hmm. can go approach him with boldness. We can enter his throne room mm-hmm. with confidence mm-hmm. um, because of what Jesus has done for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like even, you know, there's, I'm sure you guys have all had it, like moments where you walk through uh, like you're just saying, Aaron, you know, and she mm-hmm. felt there's like a, this icky, yucky presence. Yeah. And so often we're conditioned to run from it, mm-hmm. but oh. we can know that in, in those moments, like even if I'm feeling scared, you have the power you know, to be able to, I'm like a 36 year old man, but like if I'm in my house by myself and even if it's not like a yucky demonic feeling, but I'm feeling scared, mm-hmm. I, I've gotten into the habit of just praying out loud in that moment. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Jesus, yeah. thank yes. you. Thank you that you saved me. Yeah. And just to, maybe <laughs> yeah. we're, maybe no, we are more alike than we thought. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, or, or sticking on worship music. So when I had a guy come to me and he, had, and as he's saying, is so sneaky, so sneaky, yep. right? He's no a master, kidding. master of deception. And so again, we can't play that down. Mm-hmm. And so even when we talk about fortune telling and the, all those oh sorts of things, and like, no, oh, I, I connected with my aunt, like, and some of the mindfulness stuff yeah. can go that way. I mean, like, what we're oh, dealing man. with there yep. is, you know, what, what we've known as familiar spirits, mm-hmm. right? right. They, they are spirits presenting as something in order to make you feel comfortable. And so obviously it's that. Yeah. Well, how did they know this? Well, how could they not know this, right? Right. Um, and so there's this familiarity. So in order to build up comfort, in order to then ruin and destroy your life. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so we, I had this guy who came to me. I just done a funeral. I just done a funeral. Back up. Oh. I just done a wedding. Oh, um, <laughs> that's all right. They're not even the same thing. <laughs> yeah. but I, I just done it. a wedding. It was one of my youth. She was getting married to um, good Christian guy she met in college. Everybody was there. The whole party was there, and in walked this woman and her son. And um, the mom was distraught, like really, really. I don't know what's going on with my son. Mm. Someone was starting to act weird. So I'm like, okay, like let's go up to my office. I'm like. Nicole, you want to come with me? <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Yeah, we don't know what's about to happen. Um, and so we switched gears and we were not needed until the reception at that point, you know? So like, okay, let's switch gears. And we went to my office and the story went that he started playing with like crystals and then like started dabbling in the Ouija board. And Yikes. the whole point, his story was like, I wanted to tap into a power that I knew I didn't have, but but I knew existed. Oh my gosh. And, and there was this, it, it's just, it's wild. Um, where he started talking about how he, f- he's never felt any better, never felt any better. And this went on for a couple of months and life was great. Clarity of the mind, the oh whole thing. <laughs> um, and then the twist, yeah. then the turn, then he started hearing. Wasn't that how Satan gets you? It's kind of like a narcissist, and, right? And that's, that's what I'm saying. It's that master of manipulation, mm-hmm. that yeah. master of deception. Yes. You don't actually realize that you're in a pit until you're in the pit. He's got to lure you in. Yeah, He's until gotta... you realize there's, wall, holy, holy crap, there's walls around me at this point. And so this guy started to notice the switch, but then realized he was trapped. Too, mu- too late, yeah. And so he started literally hearing voices in his head. Oh now, is it, is it demonic possession? Is it schizophrenia? I mean... There, there sure. is some mental illness in his family. Are they one and the same thing? Who knows? Yeah. Um, are they connected at some level? Uh, so I don't, you know, as a pastor, you never leap to demonic possession <laughs> unless it's blat- blatant in front. Yeah. And, and you, so, you know, I'm saying things like, you know, I'm saying Jesus. I'm presenting yeah. the gospel multiple times to like see if there's any like Reaction. weird response. Yeah. And there really wasn't. Okay. Um, I prayed with them at the end. I'm saying, hey, listen, let's touch base tomorrow. So I probably spent about an hour and a half with them. Like, let's touch base tomorrow. I'll check in, see how you're doing. I wasn't overly worried yeah. um, about where he was, even though he, you know, was concerned. Mm-hmm. thought we had a great conversation. Anyway, the next morning I wake up um, to the news that he had cut his throat <gasps> overnight. Um, again, a crazy story. Um, he, he ended up living, oh. which is great. He's still alive today. <clears throat> um, so I always like to add oh that. Oh, my gosh. But here's, here is how the story went. He woke up in the middle of the night. It's always the middle of the night. Um, went to his window and claimed that he saw three biker men getting off of a bike, getting off of their bikes. And the voice in his head said, you better end it now because they're coming to get you. Whoa. And so he proceeded then to yeah. to do what he did. Um, and thankfully his mom heard it, commotion. Obviously it was, 
you yeah, know, a, a big, horrible. a big mess. Oh, um, and so she called me the next day. And so I spent, you know, several months visiting him mm -hmm. in the psych war mm -hmm. talking. But the first thing that we did, I took one of my friends with me who had a little bit more experience. Yeah. Obviously we were prayed up and we just, we said, listen, this is how it, this is how it breaks. Jesus breaks it. Yeah. Like we don't break it. We yeah. don't do anything. Right. We, yeah. you, right. You got it. You, you give your life to Jesus like yeah. you, and presented the gospel with as much authority as Jesus would give us. Right. And, and he acknowledged Jesus in that moment. Mm -hmm. Um, and I spent some time with him. I don't, I don't ultimately know the fruit of his life at sure. this point. Um, wow. but it was just this real reality check. So we had to go through all of those things in our head where we were like, <laughs> like I'm terrified. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I get the phone call. Sure. I'm like, what? Well, how do you ever prepare for something like this? No. But it was just this, okay, remember that God is greater. Yeah. Go to God first. You're walking in with God's because God has right. given you authority. Right. Walk in there. Jesus is, you know, death for sin um, and resurrection for freedom mm -hmm. is greater than anything yeah. that this guy will right. go through. It's what he's looking for. Um, and that was what we walked in with. And I, I trust, I believe that he yeah. knows Jesus as his Lord and Savior. I have never heard any other stories yeah. or how he's, if his life fell apart afterwards. Ooh. I suspect I probably would just because how we yeah. were connected. He came to church. Um, but then obviously I moved on. Yeah. So, Jeez, but anyways, that's, that's probably that's the most extreme one. story that, that, that I've experienced. So my mom was um, the one that I had talked about in my previous, I think it was the, the last podcast. Maybe she had passed two years yeah, ago. So, um, my mom, she, um, she had a very tough growing up with, um, Catholicism and she really struggled with her relationship with God and she had her own story. And so when we were growing up, Jesus was always a part of who we were. So my parents were divorced. And so on my dad's side is where I primarily lived. And we grew up in Christianity. And my mom was never against it. She was never like, you know, I don't want to talk about that or I don't want to hear about it. Like she was always very open-minded. But at one point my mom started um, dabbling and becoming very, I shouldn't even say dabbling. She was fully invested in Wicca. Oh man. Okay. So my mom was very invested. She um you know, she had a special room. We had our um, crystals and our stones and our, you know, um, our crystal ball and we had our spells and we had all of our stuff. And my mom and I, I never judged her. Mm -hmm. I never like told her she was like, you're going to hell because you know, you mm -hmm. do this, this and this. We just always had very open, wonderful conversations about Christ and what she did. Mm -hmm. So I did my best to understand where she was coming from and why she did what she did. But at the same time, she also listened to my side. Mm -hmm. So like we had great conversation. When she was dying, she told me that, cause she had started to like back off from it. Like mm -hmm. she wasn't as invested anymore. She wasn't as, you know, like her whole world was Wicca. And, th and that has started to change. But she had told me, and she had never told me this before. She said, things started getting very dark. Oh, man. And very scary. And she wouldn't tell me what. And I tried to ask her, and she was like, it doesn't matter. I don't think she wanted me to know yeah. what she was experiencing. But, like, she's like, things started to get very, very scary. And she got out of it. Now, whatever happened after that, I don't know. But when she was dying, there was a... Um, pastor of a church locally that had come to see, I never met him before. He had come to see her and she was kind of at the point where she was not really talking. She was sleeping a lot, but like she would wake up. She was aware of who we were and everything. Mm -hmm. But, um, him and I had discussions and he had many, many conversations with her about her being a Wicca and Jesus and things like, so there were a lot of conversations going around, but firsthand, like in my life, my mom, like witnessed it. And like I said, to this day, I don't know exactly whatever happened, but she said it got really, really scary. Yeah. Wow. So it gets, I, I feel like gotta, someone might need to hear this, like crystals or Wicca or Ouija yes. or tarot. Don't, don't, just, just don't, not, don't give the devil a foothold. Just, it's not, it's not worth it. And here, don't. can we also say this? If you are willing to give a crystal a chance, <laughs> why not give the creator of the universe a chance? Just saying, like, sure. you know, like if you, if you, that? yeah, like if you want, like if you think a rock is going to do something for you, that rock was created by Jesus, just everyone. And even, even you at know, a simpler like, level, it was created. 
it was, was created. created. It was there. So right. hang out with the creator of that rock, right. not the rock. Like, mm -hmm. yep. and give that a shot. Yeah. So the word, Good the one. word is running through my head. It won't go dark. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus is better. Yeah. Yes. Jesus is better. And we, we see time and time and time and time and time again, even in those moments where it feels like it makes sense or you feel like yeah. life is great. The story is the same every single time. Mm -hmm. It starts to get dark. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It gets dark. And, and what does the scripture say? Jesus is the light of the world. Yes. right? Mm -hmm. And so there's just this reality. Jesus is better. Yeah. Jesus is better. And mm -hmm. yeah, we've got people who enter into Christianity and walk away from Christianity because people in religion ruin it for them. Yeah. But those who are truly following Jesus, they don't, you don't hear stories no. of, I was truly following Jesus yeah. and I turned away. Yeah. Right. Because Jesus is better. Right. Right. You hear people like, I came to church and the church judged me and mm -hmm. I walked away. Yeah. I get that. Right. I yeah. get that. But that's not synonymous no. all the time with Jesus. Jesus is better. And, and I can speak from experience. I'm sure we all can. He hasn't let me down. Right. There's been seasons in my life that have made no sense whatsoever. Right. And I don't even necessarily have 100% clarity. Mm -hmm. But I see and I know the faithfulness of God in those moments. Yes. Jesus is better. With all the other stuff that people dabble with, they don't have those stories. No, they don't. And you might mm -hmm. be in the middle of it right now and listening mm -hmm. and you're going, well, it great. is. It's great. It's great. It won't it be. Won't it won't be. It won't yeah, be. Yeah, it won't be. Uh, yeah. I <laughs> and no matter what, you can always go to Jesus. He's waiting. Hi. I'm waiting. So yeah. if you are in a place where like you're dabbling with something, yeah, stop. Don't ever feel like oh I've done this so he won't accept me. No, he will. Mm. Oh yeah, no, it's he not wants, a like he wants like, Yes. So yeah, there's a lot more we can. Maybe we'll do a we'll bonus episode on demon stories, but um, so I have a bunch. But um, yeah. mm -hmm. so here, so Sarah had uh, one of her discipleship questions was the one that we've been doing. Um, what's my next small step of obedience and in specifically how does it look, what does it look like to tell for my life to tell God's story? That would be kind of like your next level question. But just because we spent some time on this, I just looked up on my phone. The other theme we have in Mark is this cosmic conflict theme. Mm. And you know, I'm going to say you guys listening to the podcast, you're like the elite. So you get extra, extra homework, oh. huh? extra, potential things to do. So that question is, uh, what, what circumstance do I need to see through spiritual eyes? Mm -hmm. So we're talking about this perfect, like crystal example. Okay. Let me look at this through the spiritual eyes. Like, f so the example I gave earlier was like seeing things like a domino or seeing things like there are things that happen that are not coincidences. They are not, yeah. oh, because that light was red. They are not, blah, blah. Sometimes, yes. I don't like to give Satan more credit than he needs because oh. I don't like to do that. Sometimes you're just late to your appointment and you need to leave early. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> you're just late. Sometimes you just made a mistake. But other times, you need to open your eyes to what's going on around yeah. you. You're having some deep-seated fight with some person that makes no sense whatsoever, that is completely escalated, out of control, and you can't get it back. Let's pull back let's pull back the curtain a little bit and like really look at what's going on. Yeah. And I think that's good. And to get really practical on that as well, that's why um, self-awareness, but yeah. community is yeah. also, community. because I think you, you can do a quick inventory of your life in those moments, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just coincidental. I mean, sometimes you're just lazy at your work and it's not mm -hmm. actually, you know, yeah, you're just not yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. it's, it's just yeah. the consequences. But I think surrounding yourself with people that love you and love Jesus. Yeah. Um, and being able to take an honest inventory of your life. It literally yeah. takes five minutes. It, like it could be a quick text like, mm -hmm. hey, is there anything off in my life right now? Mm -hmm. And then you take inventory. Mm -hmm. Is it really a sin in my life right now? Yeah. Well, and, mm -hmm. and usually between those two things mm -hmm. and the word of God, yeah. like you You'll can have there. those spiritual eyes to discern, okay, something is going on right now. I need protection. I need to go mm -hmm. to God mm -hmm. um, because it is, you know, an attack. It's it's a Sunday morning and mm -hmm. I'm arguing with my wife. Yeah. I don't usually argue with my wife, but why am I arguing with my wife this morning? Oh, because it's a Sunday morning, you right. know, I'm about oh. to step into church. Mm. Um, you know. And actually I'll... If you if you make a step of faith, or if you're if you're in vicinity of you're debating making a step of faith, whether it's you know placing yeah. your faith in Jesus, being baptized, any number of things, I will. I mean, I'll throw all the money I have on the table that you are going to come under specific spiritual attack in those moments. And so, 
if that's you, I guess, steal yourself, find, yeah. lean into Christian community, which is why it's there, call in the name of Jesus. But if you're walking through or, or just big life trajectory altering moments, yeah. Satan's not a dummy. Like he's going to attack yeah. you when you're going to potentially make a decision that's going to hurt him, but be for the kingdom of God. So anytime you're stepping into that, coming out of that, just that's that's a circumstance I would encourage everybody listening to see through a spiritual perspective. That's good. I want to say this, and I want if I want you guys to help me with this thought, though, yeah, because sure. I'm trying to say it wrong. That's okay. Yeah. Be very careful not to use spiritual warfare as your excuse for your behavior either. No, it, we're we're not excused from bad behavior because yes. we're Christians and because we have this. Going like, on. don't be like, well, I have to. Well, it must have been Satan. Come on, like, there's got to be a level of self awareness yeah. that was said, mm-hmm. but also be. <laughs> so it's a lose lose for us, right? It is. It is. Yeah. Scripture says that the heart is right. deceitfully wicked above all, and who can understand yep. it? And so Satan's right. coming. <laughs> With that in mind. It's a playground. With that in mind. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's just even more reason to petition the God of the universe to be aware of our own folly, to be aware Mm -hmm. of the deceit around the corner. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and to and to buckle up, like you said. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody talks about the armor of God, but to, it's real. But it's real. It mm-hmm. is. It's and you can real. discern that well when you're spending time with Jesus, mm-hmm. when you're being with Him, and when you're with the church, His community. Yeah. Trusted people who aren't just gonna like tell you what you want to hear. Blow smoke. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you want the truth, ask for the truth, mm-hmm. and you'll get it from the right people. Wow. Okay. Where we started this episode, where we ended. Yeah, that was one like, of the wildest swings so far. I feel like so there's far. a Good whole other level. Like, yeah. We didn't even, like, Guys. And we yeah. apologize. It wasn't super practical, but I think we gave some practical. Yeah, a couple no, practical. We definitely was, practical yeah. And I, yeah. I really feel like some of that was like a word for some, yeah, some people. I agree. So, okay. Listen. Um, <laughs> back and better than ever <laughs> next week. Uh, you guys, thank you for listening. And please, yeah, if you have questions, if we get enough questions, we'll do a bonus episode on spiritual warfare or something if you want. But we got to go for now. So thank you for listening. We will uh, see you next time. Whosgrace.com forward slash Mark. Bye. 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 Bye.